This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by Ross. Evening, evening, Wardy. How are you? Evening, mate. Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. And also joined by Andy. How you doing, Tom, mate? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks for joining me, chaps. Um, this evening, we'll be looking back at the Sky Blues Cup exit to Northampton on Wednesday, as well as the 1-0 defeat away at Barnsley on Saturday. And we will also be previewing the upcoming fixtures against Blackpool and Reading. Um, Andy, I'll start with you. Um, what's your sort of overriding feeling from, from this week and, and in particular yesterday's result? Typical life of a cough fan. Isn't it, Tom? <laughs> yeah, um, football's back. <laughs> you, you, yeah, it is big time. You go from beating Forest two-one last minute to losing in the League Cup to Northampton, deservedly as well uh, by all accounts, and and then playing Barnsley off the park and losing and losing and missing a last-minute penalty. So a typical uh, week of being a Sky Blue fan, really, Tom. Yeah, uh, frustrating as hell from the elation from Saturday to what happened yesterday. So, but no, yeah. typical, bit, typical, typical cough, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. No, normal service resumed really, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, mate. Yeah. yeah. But we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? At least, at least it's interesting. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, Ross, how are you, how are you feeling about things? It's, I guess it's always frustrating, isn't it? When you dominate a game like yesterday and you have a golden chance at the end to get a point and we just didn't take it, did we? Yeah, it is frustrating. Um, I mean, anyone who obviously watched the, the lives last year know that you know, none of us are, are, are good losers, really. You know, and you don't like losing, <laughs> and it's frustrating, and I, I get very frustrated. But uh, I mean, especially when you get a penalty in the last minute, and it's the least we deserved. You know, we should have we should have won the game. You know, to, to sort of go to a team who got in the playoffs last year and to to dominate them. 
to, to then lose the game and have a, such a golden chance at the end and, and not take it, it is frustrating and you can't hide your frustration. Um, but you have to try and look at the bigger picture, don't you? And, and think mm-hmm. that this time last year, pretty much it was the third game of the season last year. We went to Barnsley away, drew drew a goalless draw. Uh, we we had one chance, I think, when Ostergaard hit the bar. But other than that, we, we did nothing. We were very timid and tentative mm-hmm. and trying to find our feet. And already this season, two games in in the league, we, we look like we're more confident in mm. what we want to do. We feel like we belong at this level, the yeah. players who were here last year. And it, it's testament to to us that we went to a team who got into the playoffs last year and we've we've played them off the park and, and, and we should have come away winning by, you know, two or three goals, really. And it's just a shame that we've we've lost the game. Yeah, exactly. We definitely look more established, don't we? I, I feel absolutely. I feel like last season, we did feel a bit like a, a League One team that was sort of punching above their weight, but... I don't know. I just felt feel like the way we carried ourselves yesterday, we just feel a bit more like a an established team, don't we, Ross? Well, well, well. Remember last year, and um, we spoke about it every game because obviously we could watch the games on iFollow. We we waited until we were two 0 down, until we started playing, until we started mm. showing any bravery last year. We we sort of it was really frustrating to watch because it was we weren't seeing the confidence from the the League One winning side. But I feel like that sort of confidence in ourselves, the self belief, has come back. Um, and and that started with a comeback against Forest and the second half performance there, and then and then yesterday, creating these chances, going away from home, and yes, at the end of the day, it's about results. But I feel like if we continue to play on the front foot rather than trying to feel our way into games, we, we'll win a lot more than we did last season. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. On a positive note, this week we obviously got a new a new body through the door in the shape of Jake Clark Salter. Um, Andy, what do you feel he's going to add to to the side? Le- left-footed, Tom. Yeah, which is finally. a godsend. <laughs> finally, I'm fed up of seeing Dom playing left-sided, yeah. playing back on his right foot. It does my head in. So nice balance. It gives us balance, which is what's much needed. Um, he's played in he played in the championship, obviously before. Mm. Um, he's played for Chelsea as well, so you know course, he's made yeah. his debut for them in the Premier League. So he's got a lot of pedigree. He's he's good on the ball. He brings it out really, really well. Um, and I think he's a leader as well, what I can hear from what I've heard around the camp. So it's a it's a really exciting signing. And I think when he gets bedded in, he'll be he'll be a really decent addition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look forward to seeing more from him. Um mm. let's go into the Northampton game in a little bit more detail. Um, Andy, what were the match stats for that one? Yeah, it's frustrating again with, with this game regarding the stats. Again, we dominated the ball. We had 66 possession compared to, compared to their 44%. Um, we had 469 total passes compared to their 243. Mm. So again, it shows that we just dominated the ball. Um, shots, we had seven, but they had 10. So that was decent on their part. Yeah, Probably more second half for them, wasn't it, Tom, I think? Yeah. Um, and we had only two on target compared to their four. So it's similar problem again. We, we made a few chances, but again, the shot ratio to percentage mm. wasn't very good, was it? Again, Tom, which was no, disappoint, disappointing. Exactly. And especially that got, second half, we didn't. We barely yeah, got in that box second half, did we? It just completely like just petered out, didn't it? Yeah. It just, I just felt like we were never ever going to score. It just mm. felt like the game just petered out and flat, it, didn't it? It went flat, and, it, and that's disappointing because there was a lot of players there that you know should be stating the claim for the first team and they yeah. kind of 
didn't take their chance, did they, Tom? Yeah, I think it, I think it um, opened everyone's eyes up a little bit, didn't it? Because mm. you know we saw. I think the one thing I sort of saw was the left wing backs and the right wing back. You know, second options that we've got clearly yeah. just aren't really strong enough at the moment. No, and you just no. think you know if Dabo was to get injured again, we, we could be in real trouble. So I think yeah. it did open everyone's eyes up a little bit that perhaps we, you know, the squad isn't quite as strong as we thought. Mm. Um, and we're going to have to hope we obviously get, get a bit of luck with injuries on, let's on hope last it, season. Let, yeah, let's hope it's open day bodies check book up. Yeah, hopefully. Or loan market book up. Yeah, well, yeah, I think they, you know, there was, there was talk of perhaps a couple more bodies going to come in mm. still. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, um, be nice. I think one of the, yeah, it'll be nice. One of the massive positives, obviously, from, from the other night was Jody Jones making his debut. Sorry, not his debut. His first, it feels like his debut. <laughs> it does. Um, his first start since November 2018, Ross. That was that was pleasing, wasn't it, to see him in that lineup? Oh, brilliant. It was, you know, he deserved it. And I think we all felt it was an ideal game for him to get a start after he'd come on and, and impressed, obviously, against Forrest at the weekend. And it, if there's anyone who deserves some good luck, it, it's Jody Jones. Mm. I mean, it, you know, three ACLs he's worked back every single time and I just hope you feel like he just deserve, deserves to stay fit and if he can stay fit and then he can gain in confidence and he can play more minutes and he can get sharper then I think we've got he will literally be like a new signing you know people mm. use that cliche all the time but with him it literally will be like the last time yeah. we saw him properly play you know countless games back to back was was several seasons ago in League Two. You know, he, he came back in League One and then played a couple before he got injured again. So I think he's a really exciting player. He's still very, very young. It was great for him to get a start. And and I think that sort of game against a League Two side is is what he needs to build up that confidence. You know, they're quite physical. They'll get mm. into him. They'll make challenges just to make, you know, make sure that he's brave and 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 build his confidence in that way. But it was great to see him get 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 a start. Yeah, absolutely. Um we started bright, brightly, Andy, and actually 13 minutes in, we carved Northampton open um, and Tyler Walker got the opener. Yeah, yeah, good finish by uh, Walker and kind of like carried on from his performance from Forrest when he came off the bench, didn't mm. it? It kind of, um, he, yeah, it was a decent finish first time into the net, with no doubt. He's a good finisher, isn't he, Tyler? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when he gets the opportunity, he, he more than often bags, doesn't he? So, um He's, no, he's, it was a really good finish. And um, and we just thought from there on onwards, it was going to be plain sailing, didn't we? But unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And I thought another another interesting performance was Bright. Obviously, he looked pretty lively in those opening minutes, but did feel like he went a little bit missing after that. But probably down to his fitness, really, isn't it, Ross? Yes, I think so. I think Mark Robbins has, has come out and said, hasn't he, a couple of times about he needs to get up to the fitness levels of the championship and mm. uh, to get his work rate to the point to where he can then is fit enough. Um, because we all know that the talent he's got, that when he is fit, when he can come on an impact game, yesterday may even have been an ideal situation for Brian to come on. Do you know what I mean? 20, mm. 25 minutes, you know, because we know he's, ability wise he's he's arguably probably one of the best players in the squad natural ability but he needs to obviously get fit um because he's someone who we didn't have last year so when a fit bright adds it you know we talk about fullback depth strength and depth but i think actually in that sort of attacking area we have improved mm. and we have got someone who in bright who could be on the bench you go you know what him and jody jones who we've spoke about they can come on and make an impact but he did he did look lively um but he, it's getting up to the speed again of of that competitive football but hopefully that will come yeah 100 um we had a huge opportunity to make it two nil 
um, to really sort of kill the game off. But Shipley fired it over the bar. This was a, a real wasted opportunity, wasn't it, Andy? Huge, especially with his um, shooting power and accuracy normally. It's normally quite decent. Um, but unfortunately, kind of sums... I don't want to be harsh on Shippers, but kind of sums his season up last season and the start of this season. He just doesn't seem to, when he gets an opportunity, doesn't seem to take it, does it? It's weird, isn't it, Andy? Because he's good at the ones outside the box. Yeah, he but is. He, the he cl- normally the close is. ones, he's, he's strange. Yeah, it's it's it strange, does. isn't it? Very strange. Um, very strange. Like you say, he's... he's He's razor sharp from outside the box, mm. isn't he? But like, yeah, he's unfortunately on this occasion he just put it over the bar, and another player, not the not not the first one out of the eleven, that just didn't take his opportunity, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the second half, let's be honest, was, was pretty poor. I, I was there, and it yeah, it wasn't great to be honest. It was quite flat, as Andy said. Um, I think Mark Robbins was probably fair in his comments around Northampton's two goals, describing them as horrific. Ross, they weren't oh. they weren't the best goals ever, were they? I mean, I've watched, I watched watched them a couple of times. I mean, it wasn't necessarily just the goals. I mean, some of the chances, you know, they got it was like you couldn't believe how they were, how it was happening. I mean, the goals were mm-hmm. horrendous. I mean, obviously Drizdell for the first one goes in, loses header, and then suddenly we've got literally there's a massive yeah, carved hole open. carved yeah. open. You know, he's supposed to be the centre back. The other centre back, Rose, is miles away, and and then they're through, and and you sort of question could Wilson have done better, and then the second one he definitely should have done better, and it's. But there was just other chances, you know, in the first half they had chances, didn't they? And they, you know, and there was like all over the place defensively. I think that was the biggest concern. I mean, the goals were horrendous. Robbins was absolutely right. There was, they were shocking. They were absolutely shocking to to watch. And I try to quickly uh, move on from watching them as quickly as possible, really. (laughs) And Andy, were you sort of disappointed to be be knocked out of the cup or are you going with the sort of cliche, concentrate on the league now? I do now. <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, we haven't got the squad depth, have we? No, I'd rather, I'd rather, we haven't. We no. haven't really. I'd rather do better in the FA Cup. If I'm yeah, exactly. And I think they've even cut the prize money for the Carabao yeah. Cup, now, haven't they? So is, you know, unless you get a big tie at home, it's not really nah. much in it, is there? It's lost um, its fair, um, romance a little bit, hasn't it? And mm. you know, I think with our the way you know, it's fair play if you've got a squad depth that you can change people around. But we just haven't, we haven't got that ability to do that. Um, unfortunately, it showed the other night that yeah. unfortunately some of our fringe players are just not ready at the moment. So mm. no, not too disappointed with that because yeah. the more you get right into deeper and going deeper into rounds, the more injuries you're going to get, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. We definitely can't afford those. No. Ross, is squad depth something that you, you're concerned about? Did it sort of open your eyes <laughs> a bit the other night? Um, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? isn't it? Because there was, a, you know, Jamie Allen was captain on the night and I, mm. I thought he was someone earlier in the summer. I thought he, he's going to go. Um, yeah, high you know, wages, came, I think. Well, that, and yes. And, and he came on yesterday, didn't he? he won the penalty. And suddenly yeah. I sort of go, actually, maybe, maybe, you know, there is a player there. We saw that, that there is a player there. And last season he struggled, but so did other players. And you sort of wonder, well, actually, maybe he's probably the only one, you know, Bright's obviously building up his fitness. In terms of defensively, you can sort of understand why Mark Robbins has wanted to bring in Jake Clark's alter and probably another defender. I assuming it's a defender of the other loan that he's mentioned um, because none of the, those who played against Northampton have been pushing. And yes, it is frustrating because um, you want players like Jordan Shipley and that to be staking a claim. And 
and, and unfortunately, not many did. Uh, and mm. so, and and obviously, because we're, we're out of the competition, there isn't going to be another game like that for them to try and stake a claim. So they're going to have to work in training. And, yeah, and then when the they do get an opportunity in the league, they're going to have to try and take it. Yeah. And uh, I'll grab a man of the match from you both. I know it's probably not the not a huge number of people <laughs> to choose from here. But Andy, who, who was your star man on the night? You and Dean for going. <laughs> oh, you stole it I was going to say that I was going to say, ah, yeah. say you too sorry mate yeah I got it off you I had nothing um, better to do mate <laughs> <laughs> you, must, you must not have done it was better than watching uh, Love Island anyway yeah point <laughs> fair point um, I will go for Tyler Walker mate I thought he was um, he took his goal well and I thought he looked pretty sharp Ross yeah, I'd agree. I think he should have had a hat trick. To be fair, I think yeah. Jordan Shipley. He should have squared it to him. I've still. I paused the, the the freeze frame. I mean, he misses the target, which is a joke. But if he lays it across, he scores. And then he had that disallowed goal, which, watching back, I think arguably he's onside as well. So I'd give it to Tyler Walker. I agree. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and talk about the Barnsley game on Saturday. Obviously, the Sky Blues travelled to Oakwell and unfortunately fell to a one nil defeat. Um, Andy, what were the match stats for this one? Complete domination, Tom, <laughs> from start to finish. Um, we had 62% possession compared to their 38%. Um, regarding completed passes, we had 272 compared to their 129. Mm. So again, we just played them off the park, you know, dominated possession, which is really good to see. That's a good stat yeah. to see. Especially away from home. Yeah, yeah, especially away from home. You know, especially because it was their first game back in front of their fans as well, wasn't it? So you'd think they'd be right ratting in on it. So to complete the ball and, you know, dominate the play like we do is is fantastic. And that's Mm. good signs going forward as well, Tom. Again, but it's the the biggest bugbear was for me for last season, reared its ugly head again, Tom, was we had 12 goal attempts, shots, and we only had two on target. Mm. Which again, it's just the, the the low percentage of that is just mirrors last season away from home, and it it not it, it just it just really annoys me. Mm. You know, we just need to be a lot more better in that final third, don't we, Tom? We just it's the, just that it's not the it's the not the play. To, it's just that final ball, isn't it? Mm. And the final strike. It's nothing in between because in between our play is great. We keep the ball brilliantly. It's just that final ball, isn't yeah. it? The, the final killer ball, and then we'll be well away, and we'll be doing really well this season. Yeah. But but yeah, it's just it's just that thing that's missing on our play at the moment, Tom, which is quite frustrating. Yeah, which, which shows mm. you know we're not too far off, are we? No, being, no, being the full package really. Absolutely not. And I know that Robin said that this season he wants to the, the lads to be more on the front foot, and I think that's a great way of going going about things. He, he, last season, like you said earlier in the pod, that we did look like a League One side in the Championship. But this season, it looks different to me. I don't know if it looks different yeah. to you two as well. Yeah. It looks like we are more confident and we look, we look like we, we're more attacking, don't we? We look like yeah. we're more on the front foot and Robbins wants that from the lads. We're just missing that killer killer touch at the minute. Yeah. Um, obviously, the lineups came out, Ross. Were there any surprises on there for you? Was it about what you expected? No, pretty much what I expected. I guess the only one was obviously Tyler Walker. You know, he got a... Um, he got a start. Uh, obviously, Martin Waghorn was obviously moved to the bench, but I guess after his goal in midweek, um, he probably he earned it. And obviously, unfortunately, he obviously got the injury. But uh, but no, the rest of the lineup was what we expected. Um, and the only other, well, obviously, one from Forrest was obviously Matson. Sort of obviously got a little knock, can't he? So I was just I was grateful that 
he was he was back in the starting eleven. Yeah. But the lineup was how I guess we expected, and it was an encouraging lineup again because of you know obviously what we did against Forest the the week prior. Yeah, and something that Dave mentioned on the pod last week was the bench looking a little bit thin. I, th- I thought the same on Saturday. Don't know what you thought of it, Ross, but. You just look at it and there's not too many players you think could come on and change the game on our bench at the moment. Do you, do you feel on. like that as well? Well, you look at the bench, it was Jake Clark-Salter, Jody Jones, Jamie Allen, Martin Waghorn, obviously Ben Wilson, Jordan Shipley and Julian DeCosta. And then mm. of, of those, you sort of look at it and go, well, Jody Jones, I think, could make a difference. He obviously didn't come on. Jamie Allen, you know, he's sort of playing a little bit more. And obviously Waghorn's the only sort of striker on the bench. We're missing Bright and Matty Godden on that bench. Suddenly mm. makes it look a lot different. And yeah. if if those two are on the bench for, let's say, Jordan Shipley, let's say Bright is in place of him and, and then Matty Godden's on for, I don't know, somebody like DaCosta or something, you know, then you suddenly look and go, actually, we've got options to change it. But I do agree. I feel like in that midfield, and I still think central midfield-wise, who've we, yeah, Kelly as well. Kelly, great point. Yeah. Um, because he could be starting and then you could have yeah. Hamer or someone to yeah. bring on, you know, and it just adds mm. those options. So I do agree at the moment, I feel like he's waiting for those players to come back. And by all accounts, they're not too far away. Yeah, um, they're on the grass. They're on the grass. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully they'll be back. But I do agree. I sort of looked at the bench and I thought, I did. I was a bit gutted when I didn't see Bright there. I mean, I know he, he's obviously not fit enough, but I just thought even if, it's, even if you could lob him on for, 10 15 minutes, you know, you know, yeah, feel like he can do, do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, what harm can it do? It helps him get some minutes and some match sharpness, and he can do something, you know. Um, but yes, I do agree, and that's something that hopefully once those players come back fit, the bench will start looking uh, a bit better. Mm. We started really, really well, flew out of the blocks, and Ohio had a chance in the first two minutes, Andy. Has to score, mm. doesn't he? Um, yeah, big opportunity on the edge of the area. Just didn't connect, did he, Tom? He just didn't get it right. And um, that's the difference between him and playing in the Premier League, in my yeah. opinion. If he if he could score goals, he, he wouldn't be playing for us. No, exactly. Exactly. Maybe and I, I, he doesn't. I, yeah, perhaps <laughs> it is. You know, and you've got that point. But I just think he could just weigh in a, with a few more. It would help our cause a little bit more, wouldn't it? Yeah. It uh, but yeah, unfortunately, just didn't connect right, Callum. Yeah, because that would have set us on away, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tyler Walker obviously went down injured. I haven't heard too much about the injury, but it looked to be a shoulder, Ross. Yeah, it did. Um, so it's one of those where you sort of hope it's frustrating for him um, because you know he, he scored in midweek, gets his start, and then he doesn't last. You know, doesn't last long until he's sort of injured. So I, I don't know. I'd, I'd seen some murmurings on social media of like three weeks or something. Uh, I don't Not know. Too exactly, bad, is it? Which wouldn't be too bad. No. Um, so let's hope, if anything, that if that's the best case scenario, that it is that, um, and he's not out long term. Because, like you said, Andy earlier on, I, I think you could make a case for him being arguably one of the sort of best finishers, yeah. uh, the strikers. Uh, you know, along with with Godden as well. I just feel like some of his goals towards the end of the last season, I think everyone was hoping that actually, you know what, he's got the potential to maybe get pushed twelve to fifteen goals. You know, mm. playing a bit more, a bit more confidence and. Obviously, hopefully this won't set him back too too much, but uh, it's a shame for him to have got injured and obviously ha- he had to come off. Mm. And we hit the bar in the 16th minute. This was a terrific move down the left, mm. wasn't it, Andy? Started with a lovely ball from Sheaf and a brilliant cross from Matson. Um, Jokeris did well to get over and get his shot mm. in, but obviously it tinged off the bar. Yeah, a bit unlucky, really. Mm. Um, a lot of people were saying at the time he has to score. 
But for me, he's done great, what he can. Yeah. No, I don't think he could do any more. He's you know great ball by Sheaf initially out to Mattis Madison and brilliant delivery by Madison because it was yeah. on the like half volley kind of ball. I love the way it? he headed it as well to sort of control yeah. the ball as well. It was brilliant, no, really, wasn't it? really good technique. And um, yeah, I think Vic did all he could. He stretched as much as he could. And it was just unlucky that it hit the bar. Another day that goes in off yeah. the bar, doesn't it? It's just an unfortunate incident. I thought that was a lovely move. And yeah. um, just unfortunately, it didn't hit the back of the net. Yeah. Let's talk about the Barnsley goal. Um, we got completely carved open here, didn't we, Ross? Who, who was at fault here for you? <laughs> I think uh, we, obviously, we lost the battle in the field. I think Adam Hyam, uh, he... he him, he, he takes that step up, doesn't he? He suddenly reacts late to play to try and play him offside, and and then suddenly the guy's through. And I just think if he just carries on running back without sort of having that delayed reaction of trying to step up, then I think then I think he gets back and and, and, he, and he probably stops the shot. So it was it was a real disappointing goal. And it's like Andy, like you said earlier, you know, we we create all these unbelievable chances, but we don't yeah. hit the target anywhere near enough. And and yeah. yet we gift these easy it seems like they don't have to work very hard for that goal at all literally and it, it was a frustrating goal to concede I mean it, I'd probably say I don't know I mean we should do better in midfield um, but then but then defensively I mean the amount of space he had I mean when, when do we get get away with like a, a chance like that um, mm. it doesn't seem to happen to us we seem to have to play really nice intricate football and mm. create a great chance you know and they, 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 the guy's got basically the whole half to run one on one so yeah very frustrating I liked your your comment made me laugh Grizo that Hyam was playing half of Barnsley onside yeah he was I know, I'm quite, <laughs> quite good that he went to Ross with this uh, <laughs> because, I know you're not uh, happy about it Andy. no I'm not it, you know he just completely played you know, like I said, Bar- half of Barnsley onside. It was just wasn't in line with Fads and Rose, was it? Mm. He's just completely played him on. And the thing with Hyam and one of his weaknesses is that he's not very quick, and he was mm. never going to get back to get him. And um, and it was a good finish by the lad, but it was far too easy. Yeah, far too easy, and it was just poor. When you know, one thing you taught really young, you have got to be in line with all. When you're playing centre half, you have got to be in line with your other centre half. Yeah, he switches off, doesn't he? He just switches off for a couple of seconds. Yeah, and he reacts late, and it's it's, it's bitterly disappointing. It um, is. It's poor. It's a yeah. bad time to concede as well, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, of course it is. Just you know, it's just before the break. Yeah, yeah, it's just the worst time to sc- away that, from that, home. Away yeah. from home, either before half time or just after half time. Especially when you should be tuning up. We should be tuning yeah. up. We should be cruising. And then and then you give, you almost give them a, a, a leg up with, without really having to do anything at all. Yeah, yeah. And also it didn't help because then their fans start getting up for the game and you know we probably we, we quiet them down quite nicely with our play probably the first half, didn't we? So yeah, yeah it just it get it just gets their atmosphere, whips them up a bit. It just does just like Tom says the worst time to concede mm. a goal really. But it was encouraging to see us coming out fighting second half. Mm. And, you know, we, we sort of stayed on top of them, didn't we, Ross? Yeah, we did. Um, and we, and that, that, that's like we've spoke about, we've all mentioned, you know, this season, there seems to be that belief of, okay, fine, never mind, you know, and we'll go again. And, and second half, we created countless opportunities and we kept fighting until, you know, to the final, to the final whistle. Um, but again, it is just frustrating when you don't hit the target, you can't score. Um, and, and, you know, Andy spoke about the stats earlier on. We we did come out, and and it, that, there's a lot of encouragement. I take a lot of. I'm sort of buzzing with the performance, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Of, in terms of being on the front yeah. foot, mm. there's games we, last season we lost, 
and there was very little to talk about. The game had been done and then we sort of started showing a bit of fight, but we were fighting from the way before they even scored and the second half we did the same. But um, yeah, we certainly came out, we created chances. O'Hare was a menace um, for the Barnsley defence and it was just a shame we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. And I think it's fairly obvious what Barnsley's tactics were that were to, you know, bring bring her hair down by whatever means, really. And um, it just felt like every time he ran forwards, he was getting kicked, wasn't he, Andy? Yeah, they probably identified Cow as our main threat um, before the game. And, you know, dreadful, really, you know, the way they went about it. Poor, you know, mm. that, you know, Barnsley... You know, last season they were they were good football inside, weren't they, Tom? So yeah. you know, you don't need to be going around kicking people off the pitch. Yeah, eight yellow cards is ridiculous. Yeah, really, that's it? really hard for teams Re- to get in one game. Really, really high, especially at home as well. Yeah, you know, normally you get away with a few at home, don't you? So, and I, I, I do love Cal's reaction to it all. You know, <laughs> stood up to him, wanted a bit back, didn't he? So yeah, fair play to Cal for that. Wanted yeah, a bit he probably just got guys. yeah, he probably got fed yeah. up with it to be honest, didn't he? In the end. He did. Yeah, but you've got to take it as a compliment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jack Grealish gets fouled no yes, end. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. you just got to get up, dust it down, take it as a compliment, and just believe that you're the best player on the pitch because mm. he is. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good performance from Cal yesterday, um, mm. and but as you mentioned, Andy, one of the frustrating things is his finishing. Um, Rossi obviously had that chance when he he ran at the defence really well, but he he blazed his shot over. Um, that is an error of his game, isn't it? That that he needs to work on, and and when he does, he'll be some player. Oh, he will be, and we'll we will benefit. He will he will get a, a big move. We'll get a big big fee when that when that happens. And it is just it's the only thing missing from his game, really. I mean, last season he finished with three goals and eight assists. You know, John Shipley scored as many goals as him. You know, mm. and you think of the chances that Callum O'Hare had, and that was the one thing. If he, it's just that final, final end product. And as you, you mentioned, that chance over the bar, and then he had the one in the first half. If he can just find that sort of finishing touch a bit more regularly, he genuinely, I, I, I genuinely think he'd get 10, at least 10 goals. I really mm. do. Because um, you think of the chances last, last season, um, and you, every game, if we played well last season, and this was when we weren't on the front foot a good chance seemed to fall to him. Like he's the one who either makes something happen, gets a great chance, gets in the box. And sometimes I'd just like to see him. Um, yeah. He just needs to hit the target obviously. And, but that will come. And I feel like once that does happen, he, he unfortunately, I don't think he'll be with us that long. Do you know what I mean? Once that yeah. is the one, the thing missing from his game. And once he starts scoring, then everyone will sit up and take notice. Uh, but hopefully that does happen because I, I certainly feel like this season and this league is there for the taking. And mm. if Callum O'Hare can start scoring, then there's no reason why we can't push push, push into the top half. Yeah, 100%. Um, Mark Robbins did make some changes in the game. He brought Clark Salter on and Allen to play, replace Rose and Sheaf. Um, what did you make of the subs, Andy? Um... Well, to be honest, it's like you said earlier, the bench is quite thin, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. not much he could do. A bit surprised Jody didn't come on. Maybe he was feeling the effects of Tuesday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little protect bit. him a little bit. You know, yeah. With what they were doing I, to Cal, they probably thought... Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. Probably <laughs> Keep thought, him wrapped up. Leave it, yeah. Leave yeah. it for that weekend, yeah. You know, we don't want him to get injured again. But no, it's, I suppose Alan, what he was thinking is obviously Alan's probably more of an attacking threat than a sheaf, isn't he? So yeah. um, more direct with his running and it proved that with the penalty. So that's probably why he made that yeah. sub with Alan and then, Clark, you know, Clark Salter and on for Rose is just mm. a lot for like, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, Ross, were you impressed with what you saw from Clark Salter? I know he didn't play play too many minutes but yeah what did you make of his performance 
Yeah, no, I, I think he looked good. He's got pace. Um, and uh, and it, as we've all mentioned for a long time here, you know, having someone who's naturally left-footed, I think it would just enhance what we can do. And mm-hmm. he's obviously got pedigree. He's got technical ability. And it's good that he knows a couple of the players here. And I'm excited to see more of him. And I think it's just a matter of time before he before he starts, maybe even maybe even on Tuesday. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see more. I think there's really encouraging signs considering he's not had that that long with the team um but i feel like he'll settle in and i i, I feel like i feel like another lone sort of loving come in potentially with him <laughs> this season yeah now lads i'm afraid we are gonna have to talk about the penalty i know we're all dreading it and we want to move <laughs> on with our lives but we'll, we'll talk about it um first of all it was a great bit of work from alan to win the pen wasn't it andy yeah brilliant yeah really tenacious by Jamie and that's what what he was doing you know when we won the league wasn't he um, yeah. really tenacious play he has got that in his locker um, you know he is a champion he has played in the championship before with Burton yeah. so you know it's just a shame that he's not shown that enough for us and he won the penalty really well fought for yeah. it well the defender came across him and it was a definite penalty I don't know why the mm. ref was taking five years to give yeah. it yeah I think he got went off, off the Lino's decision though, <laughs> I know I was like what are you doing yeah, it's right in front of it <laughs> I know I was like mate just give it and like but no good play by Jamie Allen and you know maybe with Robin seeing that he might might be getting I don't know give him a start maybe or you know think about throwing him off yeah. the bench again no good yeah, definitely. And obviously it's been much debated on Twitter over the last 24 hours around who should have taken the penalty. It didn't feel like anyone was particularly stepping forward for it. Um, what were your thoughts on this, Ross, on this situation? I mean, obviously you were there, obviously, Wardy. So you'd have you know seen more footage than I guess a lot of us would have been able to see. But I mean, when I saw that the penalty, penalty was awarded, I was thinking, great. You know, Waghorn's on the pitch. He took the one against Wolves, which was obviously in the preseason friendly, and he dispatched that. You know, he seemed very confident. He's taken pressure penalties. He obviously took that huge one for Derby on the last game of the season against Sheffield Wednesday. So I think 99% of commentary fans would have uh, put their money on Waghorn taking it and scoring. Um, I was surprised that he didn't take it. Um, but, and- but my issue with this is, is that Jokeres should be able to score a penalty, right? Oh, you know, and, it's, he's a striker at the end of the day. And, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, uh, people can say Wagon should have taken it, but I just feel like a professional footballer should, you know, Fads could score a penalty. Yes. You know, there's no, that's just my view on it. I think um, people argue, you know, uh, all, all the time around who take, who should take penalties. But I don't know. It frustrates me a little bit that, you know, a player can't dispatch a penalty. Oh. You bang on and you look at well, look at Harry Maguire's penalty for England. You know, that was the best penalty that we scored mm. in, in the final. So and I agree. I think I, I do totally agree. What frustrates me is when you have a situation where there isn't someone who's designated. You know, we know Matty Godden is probably going to take the penalty. He's the penalty taker. Yeah. Why is there not the, the next person in line? Like you, you had that situation a couple of seasons ago with, at Man United with Pogba and Rashford almost yeah. alternating and then both missing and no one knowing who's taking, you know, what, when. And that, that frustrates me when I just think, well, who surely we we think well if he's, if we get the penalty Matty Godden's not playing who's taking it mm. or, you know or is it just on an ad hoc basis of oh uh, well I, I sort of feel like it I mean I totally agree Jokeres full of confidence and you know Martin Wycombe's taken to Twitter and and, and spoken I but I believe in Jokeres I think you know he scored you know good finish last week and as a striker you think you've got a you know 12 yards it's a great opportunity to mm. to do it so if he had scored no one questions him taking it do they so yeah. it's only because he it's only because it was saved um exactly but i guess it was i guess people are surprised that waghorn didn't because 
because he did take that one against Wolves and Jokeres was on the pitch um, yeah, at the true, time. True. And I, I, I sort of thought, well, okay then, because he literally, there was no discussion. I mean, you were there, Wardy. What, was there any fight from Wagmore to take it? What, what did you see? Not really, no. It, it didn't really seem like too many people were stepping forwards for it, to be honest. Right. Um, from what I could see. Um, Jokeres sort of just had, you know, picked up the ball and had it in his hands. It seemed like he was going to take it. But, and I thought that's fine. You know, he seemed pretty, pretty confident. He had a decent game. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think I think a designated penalty taker makes more sense. I just think knowing who's going to take it, well, you know, they know they're the designated one. If they do miss one, it's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll score other ones in the season. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do think that's something we, the, well, I'm sure Mark Robbins will address now, won't well, he? Because then it becomes a bit of a thing. You know, if he wasn't yeah. the penalty taker and he's missed, and then you go, oh, well, does he take the next one to try and redeem it? Or do you know what I mean? And obviously I know Robbins said, said that Wagon will take the next one if he's on the pitch, but you, you, you end up in a situation, like you say, if you're the designated penalty taker, you score them, you miss them, you move on, yeah. you carry on. Yeah. Like Matty Godden, he could, he could miss a penalty, but we go, well, he's our penalty taker. But when exactly. you, when it feels a bit sort of like um, a bit iffy, then, then people sort of jump on it and it becomes a bit more of a, a subject than it should be really. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Um, it wasn't the best penalty. Was it Andy? Um, I know obviously if the keeper had gone the other way, it would have would have looked great, but mm. yeah, just didn't really have enough power behind it. And it was quite easy for the keeper really. And we've just thrown away a point there, haven't we, to be honest? Yeah. Yeah. It was it's almost like a back pass, isn't it? It's a bit of a hard one because like you say, if someone, if the keeper goes the other way, it goes in the corner and, you know, he's reeling off to the sky blue army, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, limbs but everywhere. It's just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's the fine margins in football, isn't it? But it wasn't far enough in the corner. It was too low on the ground as well, too near the keeper. And as soon as he went that way, you always thought he was going to save it, didn't you, Tom? Mm. Yeah. Massive, massively, was... massively disappointed and massive missed opportunity. And a bit of a debacle with who was taking the penalty, to be honest. It was a bit strange and the, what Robbins came out with after the game was a bit odd as well how he said oh well I didn't feel the need to get involved well you're the, you're manager, the manager mate <laughs> you need to plan for when someone will we if we get a penalty yeah I'm, I'm surprised that you'd Paul. go out onto a football pitch not knowing who take one if we got one exactly do you know what I mean yeah there's poor planning yeah you know you know yeah, if you don't you pl- plan to fail you plan to lose don't you yeah no and exactly Sure, that's something he'll address and hopefully I'm sure we'll have yeah. more penalties this season. Um, I'll grab a man of the match, Ross. Um, I thought, that, well, there was, there was some really good performances. I, I sort of feel like giving it to Ian Matson. I think mm. he, I think he did, I think he did really well. I think he, you can tell he's got real quality um, and he put in some really dangerous balls. Arguably, you know, he should have got an assist. Uh, you know, if, if Yoko has almost scuffs that or connects with it slightly more or less, then I think it flies in. Do you know what I mean? He, he almost just caught it perfectly to bounce and hit the bar. Um, but no, I'd give it to Ian Matson. I, th- I think he's, I think he's going to be a really good player for us this season. Um, so yes, I'll give it to Matson. Mm. Yeah, I really like the look of him as well. Um, Andy? Uh, Hamer, for me. Um, I thought he was looking back to near enough, better to what he was last season. Um, I thought he had a, a really good game. Um, I thought he's... Um, Dribbling was good. I thought he, you know, he had a good free kick that was tipped over the bar. Looked like he was taking a bit more of the game to mm. uh, Barnsley. It looked a bit more like his old self. So hopefully, if yeah. that continues, that will benefit us massively because we need him to be back to the form he was mm. first half of last season. And yeah. plus, you know, like a like a who scored rating seven point eleven. <laughs> 
which was nice. the highest of all Sky Blue players. Not bad, not bad. So I'd say some of his tackling is just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he gets the ball out of there sometimes. No, no <laughs> and he, he looked a bit more to, back to his old self and that would be massively beneficial for us going forward. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and preview the upcoming fixtures against Blackpool and Reading. The Sky Blues will travel up north again on Tuesday, take on newly promoted Blackpool. Um, although, although they are one of the promoted teams, Ross, this n- won't necessarily be an easy game, will it? No, not at all, because um, obviously they, they on the opening day, they salvaged a, a last-minute equaliser against Bristol City. And then obviously on Saturday, they, they got comfortably beat by a, a strong Cardiff side at home. So they'll be looking, you know, they've got another home game and they'll be thinking, well, this is an opportunity now to try and get the first championship win at home and so it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough game I always feel mm. like Blackpool away always mm. feels like a tough game um, mm. when I think back to you know well when I get onto my memory lane pieces I feel like I, don't know, I just feel <laughs> so like we've had a load of uh, I feel like we've had a load of um, <laughs> yeah. dodgy I remember Kevin Kyle getting sent off up there or something didn't Biamu got, Biamu got injured there as well didn't he yeah. he did yes you're right and I remember yeah. Bakioko was like offside a billion times and that's where the song started because <laughs> yeah. everyone was yeah. like who is this guy um, <laughs> Ross I remember so, that um, I remember that Kevin Kyle one was it did we lose like 4-0 was it Christmas time and he'd just freezing. come back hadn't he he just he had just got sent off the game before come or yeah. served his suspension and then came back and then got sent off again. It was miserable. <laughs> and it was miserable. About, I think, you know, I think we were in a stand yourself. with no roof as well at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah their ground was, uh, yeah, was garbage. Was, um, yeah, but no, they, it won't be an easy game at all. I mean, it, yeah, it'll be tough, but I, we've got to go there. And again, this is almost a different challenge because it'll be the first time, you know, it's like, okay, we've we've established, you know, we've had a season, we've finished 16th. Can we push on again against a team who are, in our situation last year. Um, so we need to go there and we need to be on the front foot, but we can't take them lightly and we can't afford to give them any sniff or any mistakes um, and give them any chances. Yeah. Andy, what are you expecting in terms of the lineup for this game? Uh, interesting, this one, because, you know, when you dominate, I think he's going <laughs> to, oh, I don't know. The only thing I think he might bring is um, Clark Salter in. Um, I think he might come in. Mm. Um, Maybe, but who do you take out? Because yeah. Rosie played quite well, but then Hyam was poor, but I don't think he's going to drop Hyam because he's one of his favourites. Fads he's not going to drop. So I think he might just go with the same team, but mm. maybe obviously Waghorn instead of uh, Walker. Yeah. I think that might be the only change, uh, Tom. I think he'll go with the same team, but Waghorn instead of uh, Tyler. Yeah. Ross, any thoughts on that? No, I agree. I agree. I, I think uh, I saw. I do. I agree. I think Clark's Holter definitely could uh, could start. But again, it's like Andy said. Who do who do you leave out? But I think the rest of the team sort of picks itself, and and Waghorn will come in. Could we see because of the injury to Tyler Walker? Could could Matty Godden make the bench? I know Robinson said he was li- he was literally looking really sharp. I I, I don't know. I, I I sort of I was quite. I get quite excited if he was on the bench. Um, but yeah, I probably think it's probably di- doubtful. But um. We'll see. Yes, we'll see. Maybe maybe Bright will be on the bench. Who knows? I think Fingers I think crossed. Bright would be buzzing for Blackpool on a on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> right up his street, that is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he only plays home games. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Too far away, Blackpool. Don't think yeah. you fans sort of play. Got better things to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ross, what can we expect from Blackpool on their side? So they. Um, 
they've got a couple of players that we know uh, who we've had. Richard Keogh is obviously at the course, heart yeah. of their defence. Uh, Grant Ward, who we had on loan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. As Former well. Ipswich, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. And, uh, and yeah, they, they, they played a 4-4-2 on... Um, on Saturday, obviously Jerry Yates is probably their star man. He signed yeah. a new, he was their obviously top scorer, one of the top scorers in League One last year. He's got pace. He'll be dangerous. So he's the sort of player you wouldn't want, you know, higher more or, or fad sort of giving, you know, in a, in a foot race with. So we need to be wary. They've got some good wingers, CJ Hamilton and, uh, and uh, Anderson on the wings. They're dangerous. So we've got to, they've got some good players. They've, they've recruited they were one of the teams who recruited quite a lot quite early. You know, we were all, everyone was panicking about us and other teams not signing anyone. They they were one of the couple of teams who sort of went straight out and were signing. They, they signed Matty James's brother, Reese James came in from okay. Doncaster and a few others. Um, but I feel like, you know, they're a decent side, but we, we should have enough. And I think we have a bit more X factor in our side, Callum O'Hare being, being the main one to try and to, to get the three points. Fingers crossed. Um, I'll grab some predictions, Andy. Score draw, 1-1. One, one. Ross? Uh, Andy, you're stealing everything I was going to say today. Ooh. I was going to go 1-1. One, one. Well, you know what? I'll go a 2-1, 2-1 two, two, one commentary. I was going to say, if you, did, if you I mean, if you wanted to go 1-1, one, one, Ross, we could put that down as our uh, our Cov Tweet League prediction. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll go one all then. That, that's what I'm sort of thinking. Do that for the Tweet League anyway. Yeah. 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 Cool. We'll, we'll go with a 1-1 one, one, and we'd probably take that to be fair, wouldn't we? Well, did we tweet on Saturday? Um, well, I think we had, oh, what did we, we had nil-nil. Really boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a boring prediction, lads. Boring people we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who predicts a nil-nil? Um, oh, but yeah, so we, we, didn't, we didn't get any points there, but we'll, we go oh, again. We do. <laughs> um and then we'll we'll move on to talk about the Reading game. Obviously, the Sky Blues will take on Reading at the CBS Arena on Saturday. Um, Reading are one of those teams that are really struggling with their finances this season, Ross. Um, possibly, you know, we might even see them as a as a relegation rival this season. Yes, they uh, they're they're one of the several clubs in the league who who are not in a in, in necessarily great shape. You know, and they they did well last season. Uh, early on, they were they were they were top and. Um, and they finish and they finish well, you know, overall in the league. But they are having uh, trouble. They haven't they haven't signed anybody. They've lost some of the key players. So it's a game that it'll be the second game at the Coventry Building Society Arena. It's uh, another chance. We want to try and make Coventry a fortress, don't we? I mean, if our away form is going to mirror last season, then we need our home form to be like it was yeah. at St Andrews. And if it can be, in a way, I think that's a really good thing because I think the, the more we can get those wins and the feel-good factor at home will encourage people to go up to the ground um, and, and and make a whole day of it and an mm. afternoon. So I think there's a, it's a good opportunity to pick up another win. And that's why I think if we could get a draw against Blackpool and knowing that you beat Reading, then I think that would be a decent, mm. a decent week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, definitely would. Um, and obviously it's a home game Andy so mm. you know you'd, you'd want us to go out and look for those three points really wouldn't you yeah definitely I think we'll be on the front foot for this one um, I think our home form like last season is going to be vital for us because I think our away form is going to be iffy I think it will be better than last season but I still don't think, think it's drastically going to improve so our home form is going to be vital this season Tom and um, yeah it's going to be good to see hopefully the CBS rocking again um, yeah. It'd be good to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Ross, we know Reading were really strong last season. 
Um, obviously, they were top of the league for quite a while until we uh, we knocked them off their perch. Um, they've lost a couple of their key players, haven't they, in the summer? Um, so, what what can we expect from them? What sort of games is this going to be? I think it'll be, it'll be it'll be a tough game. I mean, they beat Preston on the weekend, two uh, one. They, like you say, they lost a couple of key players. Michael Elise going to Crystal Palace probably being their their biggest loss. But they've got some good players still. Lucas Zhao, we know mm. he, uh, Josh Laurent in midfield, uh, John Swift as well. They've got some good players. So despite losing, you know, a couple of the star star men and not being able to add any, it isn't going to be an easy game. And it's the sort of game where I feel like if we're a few percent off, we'll get punished. But if we're if we're on the ball, then we can certainly do something. So they were, you know, they're. They've been involved in, you know, quite a lot of goals. They obviously lost on the opening day 3-2 away at Stoke and then obviously beating Preston. So there's certainly goals in their games. They can certainly concede them, but they're, they're obviously a threat going forward as well. So we're going to have to be on our game uh, as we are in, you know, in every team we face this league. But um, Reading's the sort of team where I agree. And like you'd mentioned, Wardy, I think it's a game that we, we need to try and get three points. You know, mm. your home games against these sort of sides who aren't going to be, I don't think, as anywhere near as where they were last season. If anything, they could be struggling. Um, so we need to try and, and, and make the most of that. Mm, definitely. And hopefully with it being a 3pm kickoff on a Saturday, Andy, we'd expect a, a decent crowd in, inside the ground and hopefully a, a buzzing atmosphere like we had against Forest. Yeah, I don't know how many they'll bring. Do you, Tom? Not they... many. I don't know. I, mean, I think they took about 800 to Stoke, didn't they? So Okay. They're not, um, they don't they don't travel that well, I don't think. So no, they don't, do they? That, so. The away end won't be packed out, but hopefully, you know, similar to Forest in the home end. Yeah, definitely. We need to carry on that, don't we? Um, yeah. And hopefully the only way to carry on people coming is by getting decent results, isn't it, Tom? Yeah. If we get another decent result under our under our uh, belts on, on Saturday, then that will make more people, even more people come, come along for a future yeah. game. So no vital that we try and get three points on Saturday against Reading. Yeah, 100%. Um, we'll grab some predictions, Andy. 2-0, uh, Cov. Nice, confident. Ross? 3-0. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that would be nice. Who, who wants the casting vote for the for the tweet Andy, league? You go, for the, you go for the casting vote this time. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, no, let's go for Ross. You know, 3-0. Let's <laughs> okay. be extra confident. Yeah, come uh, on. Uh, to be honest, we were, we were, we were extra boring. What, what do you think, Andy? So let's go. Yeah, yeah I'd go, I'd, I'll, I'll go. I'll back a 3-0 as well. <laughs> I just still okay. can't believe. I can't get over that you went for a 0-0 for Barnsley when you were going up there, Wardy. You were travelling up. <laughs> no, I didn't pick I didn't pick the, um, the Barnsley <laughs> prediction, to be fair. Uh, but no, no yeah, let's go 3-0 then. Uh, yeah, we'll go 3-0. You've got to be bold with these things, haven't you? We have. <laughs> and for anyone else taking part in the Cov Tweet League, do make sure you get your predictions in for Tuesday and Saturday. Um, chaps, that's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks, as always, for joining me. And listeners, do make sure you check out our partners, Shortland Horn, across their Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages. And as always, you can get involved in the conversation. All you need to do is use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.